know, and I know I'm like the the like whatever single girl in the city that's like, ah. but I think I think it's important to look at that because we torture ourselves so often to try to like keep the spark alive, and we often look to it um, as this like what do I need to deliver to this person in order to like keep the spark alive? But it's like, what do you require to have the spark alive for you? Like, what do you require to wake up every day? So happy and so delighted and enthusiastic about what you're creating in your life. So I know, and I know we're all in very different relationship situations, kids, no kids, like, you know, married, divorced, married for millionaires, but it's like, I think so often in this relationship conversation, this is relationships and different. We look to what's outside of us, but you got to start here too. Like what works for you? And, and it may be so different than anything that's ever existed in the history of relationships. And that's okay. Welcome back to the Relationships Done Different podcast. I'm so excited to be joined by my friends, Christopher Hughes, Paula Peralta, Becky Vans, Vanice. Of course, should I say it with a French accent? <laughs> I like it. And Becky, we haven't chatted to you as a quad, quadruple, quadruple, how do you, oh. four people <laughs> together before. It's my first so, foursome. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you are actually the inspiration for this podcast because I was looking at your social media and I saw a photo of um, that you posted of your husband and on the caption, it was saying like how he walks in the room and he still gives you butterflies. And I think you've been together for quite a while. And I was like, that, that's so exciting. How do you keep the spark alive? So that's oh. what we're going to be exploring in this episode of the Relationship Done Different podcast. So um, Becky, to kick it off, like how long have you been with your husband for? Um, we've been together around 30 years. We'll be married 27 years in October. And and what is the secret? Like, you guys have fights? Please tell me you have fights. <laughs> yeah, I guess we have fights. Um, like, I don't know if there is a secret. Uh, I remember when I first got married, and, and I don't think that I actually thought it was going to be forever. It, it was a weird thing, you know, and because I remember someone saying to me, is this like your soulmate or whatever? I was like, I don't know, you know, like, I never went into this as like, this is a long-term thing. Um, I think I'm like a total humanoid. I have to like trick myself into like increments and, and steps and just, you know, going with the flow. And then here I am, you know, 30 years later. Um, it sounds like you guys have so much gratitude from what I see on social media for each other. And that's probably the starting point, isn't it? For a good relationship. Well, yeah, uh, because before you can have gratitude, um, we began with like nitpicking at each other a lot. <laughs> and and um, the turning point for me is I remember um, he would call me from work and he would bitch at me. And I said, if you're only calling to bitch at me, don't call me anymore from work. Right. And then he quit calling me. And so I really got it um, early, early on what you get what you ask for, right? So then, you know, I was saying, if you're just bitching, don't call me anymore. And, you know, we were focusing a lot on like the small things and what I hated about him and, you know, how he got on my nerves. And and after, after you know, really having that realization of like, wow, I really need to change this. So uh, I was just like really focusing on like what I adore about him. And then it just really grew. And... I adore so much about him. 
he's an amazing man. And, you know, I'm just so grateful for him. That's awesome. That's such an invitation to, I guess, sometimes I get to practice the gratitude or those, those just the, the small things. And that really, like you said, it makes everything grow from there. Chris, yeah. I guess, I don't know if you have anything to say on this, but I was also thinking about this topic, keeping the spark alive. Like it's not just in relationships, it's in creations, like business. Absolutely. Like even say, the four of us as hosts on this show or anyone that you work with on a regular basis and creative relationships, particularly you, you end up with this level of intimacy working together. And sometimes you come to conclusion or start making assumptions about how each other is going to react in certain situations or what their preferences are going to be or how they're going to choose things. Um, and once you get into that sort of routine for some people, it, it becomes more a game of maintenance, keeping the relationship moving forward. And as you say, not necessarily a romantic relationship, it could be a creative relationship. I think most of us here have had like business partners, for example. Mm -hmm. And in those relationships, the line always gets a little bit blurry between friend and personal and strictly the business. Um, and probably the greatest gift and tool that I have ever learned in keeping that spark alive and keeping things fresh. Well, I'm going to give you two of my favorites here. The first is something that Gary Douglas, uh, the founder of Access Consciousness, introduced me to years and years ago, is destroying and uncreating your relationship, which I know for a lot of, for those of us here hosting, this is no, um, this is no news. But for those of you out there listening, destroying and uncreating your relationship is going, okay, Everything I've decided my relationship is based on yesterday and based on history, I'm erasing all of that. I'm not carrying yesterday, last month, last week, the last several years into what I choose today. Today, like 50 First Dates, that movie with Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore is going to be a blank slate. Yeah. So that is one of the greatest tools that I could give everyone to keeping things fresh with whoever you're relating to. The other one that I would love to um, share with people that I have a lot of fun with is introducing chaos. Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes, like I said, particularly in a not a romantic situation, but you're working with people, everyone has their agenda, whether they're honest about it or not, and whether they're telling you what their agenda is, they're quite often trying to direct things in a particular way. They want to stay in control based on their agenda. And what I found so fun and so helpful with this is throwing out a wild card now and then or not, not following their path that they're trying to lead you down and introducing chaos. So they have to go, okay, wait, what? What am I doing here? What's going on? And based on based on that little element of chaos that you've introduced, they actually have to step out of those projections and go into question about what actually is occurring and what will be created. 
Am I making sense or does this all sound crazy? No, like that keeps awesome. you on your toes. And actually, I was going to ask you, can like this, these the relationship done different <laughs> is using the tools of access consciousness. If you're new to this as well, could you possibly do a clearing? Because I would love a clearing right now about that, destroying and uncreating your relationships that you're talking about. Okay, so basically all you have to do is go, all right, everything that my relationship was and everything I've decided it's going to be, I'm going to destroy and uncreate it. And then you follow that with this phrase called the clearing statement. If you want some information about the clearing statement, because I'm going to give it to you, but it might sound a little crazy, who woo weird. Um, there's a great website called theclearingstatement.com. And Dr. Dane here, the co-founder of Access Consciousness, gives a beautiful explanation of it. But so I started with that question of everything my relationship was yesterday that I've decided it will be today. I destroy and create it. And then the clearing statement is right and wrong, good and bad hot and pock, all nine shorts, boys, povads, and beyonds. All those little elements in that clearing statement address a different energy and actually clear it, like pulling a tree out by the roots. And that's basically what it does. That's awesome. And wonderful, beautiful Miss Paula. <laughs> Keeping this back alive, like, is that red lipstick for you? Or what? what's coming up for you as we're talking about this? Or, you know, certain... Um, it's so... Yeah, it's funny because looking at this, I'm like, I think there is a part of keeping the spark alive, but also part of, like, keeping the spark alive in your life is knowing when to stop the relationship. And I think so often we we go to like, you know, we're married. And so that means, you know, X, Y, and Z, it means we grow old together. We buy rocking chairs and we watch the sunset together for the rest of our lives, or we retire and whatever that looks like. Right. And I think what's really cool about what Becky said is that she was like, okay, there was a crossroads where there were fights and bickering and just these energies that weren't so ideal or less than desirable. Right. And there, there, sometimes it is like, okay, cool. What choice can I make? And she made a choice that was like, okay, I'm choosing gratitude. I'm choosing to ask for what I want and I'm choosing gratitude and adoration. And sometimes it, you can be grateful for someone and the relationship still isn't going to work. And so you have to look at like, okay, is this actually working? Is this person capable of delivering what it is that I desire? And am I capable or do I desire to deliver what they're asking for? And I had a conversation with a friend recently who was um, seeing someone like casually. I mean, they were definitely doing relationship, but what was interesting is that she was asking, she was asking him to deliver a relationship without asking him to, to deliver the relationship. And he wasn't, he didn't want to do a relationship with her. And so they were constantly in this fight. They were great together and so fun. And like, they looked beautiful together, all of these things, but they were coming to the table with two very different agendas. And so the question that I asked um her was like is he capable of delivering what it is that you desire and she was like no like he said he said from the beginning like actually said and in his actions like hey I don't actually I adore you I don't desire a relationship with you and so had she kept trying to like do relationship where he didn't desire it then she would have been beating herself into a wall and like divorcing more and more of her to like keep the spark alive when actually she could go choose someone that, that that would contribute to her and she could have way more fun and she wouldn't be constantly trying to bend, fold, staple, mutilate herself to like create something that's not even actually possible. <laughs> so it's like, I know, and I know I'm like the, the like whatever single girl in the city that's like, ah, 
<laughs> but I think, I think it's important to look at that because we torture ourselves so often to try to like keep the spark alive. And we often look to it um, as this like, what do I need to deliver to this person in order to like keep the spark alive? But it's like, what do you require to have the spark alive for you? Like, what do you require to wake up every day so happy and so delighted and enthusiastic about what you're creating in your life? So I know, and I know we're all in very different relationship situations, kids, no kids, like, you know, married, divorced, married for millionaires. But it's like, I think so often in this relationship conversation, this is relationships and different. We look to what's outside of us, but you got to start here too. Like, what works for you? And, and it may be so different than anything that's ever existed in the history of relationships. And that's okay. Mm. I, I love that. Cause we've really started with the relationships with someone else, but it comes back with everything with RDG relationships on different, like your relationship with you and how do you keep that spark alive with you? Because yeah, it's so easy, especially for me being a mom and just on maintenance mode and drop kids at school and have to get work done at a certain time. I like been a stressful, frantic energy lately and it's not been fun, <laughs> but like, yeah, like actually maybe it's taking a step back, taking, <laughs> taking a breath, relaxing into it. And like, you know, what would I like to do for me today? Which really is like, how do I ignite that spark? Cause in that spark, then everything can get created. So. Yeah. And if I can just say like one more thing, one of the things that I've been playing with, um, cause so different, I don't have children, but I have 75 jobs. And so I've got a lot of businesses that make me money. And I'm so grateful for every single one of them. Just like Becky spoke to, like, those are some of my primary relationships. And also I have had to make a demand recently, like, okay, I'm going to spend one hour a day and one whole day a week doing something that's fun just for me. And as a busy woman, like a busy businesswoman with a lot of relationships, like I'm often like, how can I take a whole day, a whole day? Like, there's no way a whole day for myself. But the more I do that, the more I'm actually able to deliver in all of these other relationships and truly keep that spark alive for myself. Cause it's like, we feel like we don't have time for ourselves, but you actually don't have time to not have time for yourself. <laughs> like you gotta, you gotta include yourself in the creation of your life. I love that. Are you allowed to place check an email on that day that you have for yourself? Yeah. And that's, yes. I love that. You just said that you're like, I <laughs> Well, okay. So that's actually, what's really interesting is that, um, one of, so Gary Douglas talks about this in divorces relationships. And he says to do one hour a day, to spend one hour a day and one whole day a week doing something that nurtures your body and your soul. So the thing is some people love business. It doesn't mean you like lay on the couch in your underwear and like, don't do anything. Maybe it does one day, or maybe that's one hour that you require, but there are other things that you can greet, do, be, have, create right in that in that day for you maybe it is checking emails because you know that that's going to create a future that has more space and ease for you for me like even one of the days I spent the whole day cleaning out my closet <laughs> and it was like you know it's like ugh, it was something I had actually kind of dreaded for a while but I felt so great after it was done and so for me that was super nurturing so it may not always show up the way you think it is and you think it will and you can ask the question like okay what actually would nurture me today and then just follow that okay. and it's yours you get to choose so you can do whatever you want before we wrap it up does anyone have anything else to add on the keeping the va -va boom alive <laughs> well I love what Paula just said too like I've actually been adding um I've been so busy lately um I haven't been including my body 
And um, I know that sounds funny. You're like, what do you mean? Your body's right here. Like your body's included. But for me, um, I've always had a different sense with my body. I actually love to move, whether it's like working out or being in the creation of it. And so for me too, that helps me with that spark. Like, it's not about, you know, being um, like a certain size or, or whatever. It's like when, when I get out and move and take time for me, like that hour, it's like my molecules are all dancing. So, you know, when I get on here, it's like a molecule dance party. It just creates this different sense of that spark for me. And I haven't been including that um, for a long time. And so I've been making that demand as well. Um, mm, yeah, uh, that's so cool. I mean, to echo what both of you have just said so beautifully, you got to look at what you're bringing to the party, like a, a relationship, <laughs> whether it's business or personal. Yeah. If you're exhausted, if you're spent, if you're tired and cranky or stressed, how much fun is that for the other person as well? Like we often look at it like, no, don't you understand what I've got going on? I'm so stressed, I'm so tired, but like- Are you talking to yeah, me? I'm, I'm talking to me as well. <laughs> and me. Had, yeah, and all of us, we're all busy people with lots going on. And if you're, if you're not taking care of yourself, for lack of a better word. You're not doing the things that feed you, that make you have that enthusiasm for living, then it's, you're probably not a whole lot of fun to hang out with. <laughs> you're a fizzle instead of a spark. It's so true. Oh, I love it. There's some awesome tools um, to keep the spark alive. Gratitude, chaos, destroying and uncreating your relationship and really checking in with yourself every day. So thank you guys so much for joining us on another Relationship Done Different podcast. Um, if you want to keep up to date, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Relationships Done Different and also visit the website for classes coming up in a location near you, relationshipdonedifferent.com. Thank you, everyone. And we'll see you on the next episode. Bye.